Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Extremely Awesome Podcast. I am your host Matt. Um, I am by myself today for a Matt at Solo 5. Um, yeah, normally I have uh, Thund- like Thunder here with me, but um, we didn't hang out this weekend because um, I was with my family and... And, uh, my niece just turned seven almost two weeks ago, and actually, specifically ten days ago, um, she just turned seven, and we were celebrating her birthday yesterday, so, yeah, that's why I am by myself today, um, I'm going to be doing something that I haven't really done in a while, and that is uh, talking about um, stories from UPI. You know, like that's where I normally get all my like odd news from, my like fun, like my funny stuff, and I figured to. Do a whole episode just based on those stories. Um, I also got some uh, satire from the Babylon Bee as well. Um, I'm going to do some of those uh, as well. So yeah, let's see how this goes and see how much you guys like it. Or don't like it. Either way, just let me know. Alright, um... Let's get right into it. Family uses same numbers to win three, yes, three, a hundred thousand dollars Kino jackpot. Um, April 14th, a Massachusetts family used the same set of Kino numbers to win a hundred thousand dollars from the Massachusetts State Lottery three times in the space of three weeks. Uh, Trisha Johnson was playing Keno at Papa Jake's Sports Bar on Sandwich Road. What a weird name. I'm like, hey guys, we gotta name, we gotta name this uh, street road thing, uh, what like what should we name it? Uh, how about Taco Road? No, that just sounds stupid. Well, how about Sandwich Road? You know, like yes, but that j- just sounds stupid too. Like uh, too late. We already I already said yes. Let's let's just roll with it. All right. In East of like Bellmouth, on March twenty second, when she scored her first hundred thousand dollar prize. Johnson said she played the consecutive numbers 1 through 10. I thought someone was messing with me, she told CBS Boston. I thought I was looking at the wrong thing. Johnson said she decided to give the same set of numbers another try Monday night. And won another hundred thousand dollar prize. It's crazy. It's crazy, she said. It's like lightning strike 
twice. She said uh, her luck was difficult to believe. I woke my husband up and made him confirm that I was really looking at what I was looking at. The lucky numbers I turned out to be threefold when Johnson's son, John Johnson, why? If your last name is Johnson, why like, why name your son John? That's just... Uh, be, oh my gosh. But that's his actual name, John Johnson. Use his mother's numbers to play the same Monday night Keno game, winning his own $100,000 prize. The mother said she will likely now retire her Keno numbers, so I can probably stop playing them now, she said, because I am sure it won't happen again. That is some incredible, incredible luck, I gotta tell you. Winning uh, between two people $300,000 in, in a course of um, less than a month. You don't hear about that on a daily basis. You You just... Don't. Um, I'd say good for you guys. Congrats. You definitely, uh, I definitely deserve it, for lack of better words. Um, here's another cool one. Deadpool Superfan amasses collection of 2,250 items there's also a YouTube video on this article um, on the same day April 14th a comic book fan in Ireland amassed a record-breaking collection of 2250 items related to his favorite Mar Marvel character Deadpool uh, Gareth uh, Peter uh, Paulini, a South African living in Ireland, converted his storage space in uh, Coghan, um, uh, like Offaly, into a man cave that he that filled with his collection. Of 2,250 pieces of memorabilia related to the anti-hero Deadpool. The Parlaney Shrine to be cust custom mercenary was certified by the Guinness Book of World Records as the largest collection of Deadpool memorabilia. Deadpool, a.k.a. Wade Wilson, was created by Fabian uh, Aize and Robert Liefeld in a December 1980 issue 
of Marvel Comics series New Mutants. The character was introduced to a wider audience by the 2016 film Deadpool starring Ryan Reynolds as the titled character Merc with a Mouth. Uh, Deadpool, a.k.a. Uh, I already read that part. Sorry, guys. Polanyi said that like, Reynolds has an open invitation to his collection. Well, yeah, because you would want the freaking dude to, like, not play the role if he, if uh, Ryan Reynolds even give a shit of even wanting to, like, like see your collection. You would, like... Like, you would want that if you're such a, like, a freaking fan of Deadpool. Just to have a picture with him in the Deadpool cave. Like, dedicated to the character he embodies would be epic, he told the Guinness World Records. The Superfan collection includes... Comic books, action figures, statues, posters, and other piece of memorabilia. He said the collection is still growing. So he's going to freaking break it. He, like, he says that it's still going. So he's going to be breaking his old record like, with uh, adding more of their pieces. This is a... Kind of a living collection, he said. Every month I add new items. I would love to find a way to show this to other Deadpool fans as the collection grows. And new piece comes in. It's not open to the public yet, but there's something in the works. Polanyi said that the total cost of his collection is secret. My wife might hear about it and she might kill me, he joked. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he he said <laughs> his wife might kill him and uh, he might be right because I'm pretty sure it, it costs definitely more than $100. Definitely more than a hundred dollars. Probably more than two hundred dollars. Uh, definitely, if I were to to uh, put a price on it, I'd probably say at minimum twenty grand, if not more than that, depending on uh what stuff he gets, like. How old the comic books are, you know, if it's like mostly the newer stuff, or is it mostly the um, older stuff? Like, because that's going to matter in the value. It also depends on the grade of like of the comics, because he said that there's uh, it his um includes uh, comics like his uh, collection. So that's, so that's, um, that's uh, probably at the low end. Um, if at the high end, 
Shoot, I would not be surprised if this dude spent 500 G's. I would not be surprised of that what, like whatsoever. And if he and if he says that he's planning on opening the man cave to the public, that would actually be a good way to recoup some of that money that he spent. So, yeah, that that would be cool. Alright, uh, before we get into more stories, let's get into a sponsor. Carefree Merch. If you haven't heard of them, you soon will. I wear them. They are super soft, super comfortable. They got hoodies, t-shirts for outdoor lovers to patriotic tees. With more products coming soon, such as mugs, and so much more are in the works. All their products are made in the USA. So if you like supporting small businesses. And also want to support America. Then look no further than Carefree Merch. The website is carefreemerch.myshopify.com That is C-A-R-E-F-R-E e m e r c h dot my shopify dot com that website will be in the bio link that i always put in the description of every episode thank you so much of carefree merch for sponsoring the podcast all right Spanish athlete emerges from cave after 500 days underground. Yes, you heard that right. 500 days underground. Uh, again, same day, April 14th. So whoever like, does this must have, been have a very busy... Day, a Spanish extreme athlete emerges from a cave in Grenada after spending 500 solitary days, 230 feet underground. Uh, Beatrice uh, Flamami, 50 years old, entered the cave on November 21st, 2021. With the aim, with an aim to learn about the effects of solitude and deprivation of the human mind and body. Okay, so she was trying to do some type of scientific study. Okay, so there was a reason behind it. But Emmy was like, who was monitored. From afar by a team of scientists from the University of Almeria, Grenada, and Mercia says she lost count of the days after about two months and thought only 160 days 
had elapsed when she reached the product's goal, the project's goal of 500 days. So, she thought she was in there for way less. Way less. And I gotta give her credit because there would be no way, and I mean no way, that I'd be able to do 500 days in a freaking cave. See, most people, when they do, when they do stuff like this, they're trying to set out some really, like, crazy world record. And so that way they, they could be talked about and stuff like this. No, like, she wasn't doing that for that. She was, like, doing it for scientific reasons and... I got to, I got to commend her for that because not everybody would. And not everybody would do that, be that kind of selfless. So I got to give her that. For me, at least as an elite extreme sportswoman, the most important thing is being very clear and consistent about what you think and what you feel and what you say, Flammy told a news conference after exiting the cave. It's true that there were some difficult moments, but there were also some very beautiful moments. And I had both as I lived up to my commitment to living in a cave for 500 days. Flamie's support team says she read 60 books during her 500 days in the cave. Two cameras documented her time underground for an upcoming documentary about the project. The athlete's time in the cave is believed to be a new world record for the longest time spent in uh, alone in a cave, but it was unclear whether Guinness World Records has a category for that achievement. So, she was doing it for scientific reasons, and she set, like, per, like, part, like possibly set a record along the way. Wow, okay. Okay, folks. Uh, let's do, uh, why not, let's do one more uh, from UPI, and then we'll switch to, uh, to, um, Babylon B, there we go. Um, April 10th, Firefighters Rescued. Rescues an tangled horse trapped in trailer. Firefighters in Britain came to the rescue of a horse that became trapped in his uh, travel trailer when his legs became entangled in the gates stored in the trailer. The Bad Minister Fire Station said it's animal rescue team was dispatched Sunday and from when an eight 
eight-year-old horse named Magic became stuck in its horse trailer. The station said Magic's legs had become entangled in the gate that was stored in the back of the trailer. Electric cutters and spreading spreaders were used to free the beast in the fire stations tweeted. Yeah, I'm not making that up. The fire station tweeted. I would have just put in the fire station's tweet. That's the way I would have like worded it. But that's just me. Alright, let's get to some Babylon B stuff. Oh, like, I have to do this one. <laughs> This is going to be funny, guys. Just give me a second to pull up the article here. Do -do 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 -do. There we go. After massive Disney layoffs, Snow White is now down to just three dwarfs. So it's no longer Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's now... Uh, Snow White and Three Dwarfs. Jeez, I wonder who they they lost their jobs with. Hope it's not happy. The effect, like in Anaheim, California, the effects of struggling U.S. economy and starting to be felt in in, un in unexpected places as heavy layoffs at Disney has now left Snow White with only three dwarves in her entourage. These types of decisions are always so difficult, said C CEO Bob Iger. With the way things have been going economically, and more specifically with regard of to our renown, uh, with our, to our revenue cuts, have to be made. It just wasn't feasible keeping all seven of the dwarves. Once the dust had settled, only Doc, Happy, and Bashful were still employed. Okay. At least Happy still kept his job. We had to go through each dwarf on a case-by-case -case basis, Iger said. Happy is happy, bashful, is quiet and easygoing. Doc has a PhD. That made the rest of the cuts easy to make. Grumpy, sleepy, dopey, and sneezy. When notified and given a brief moment to say their goodbyes to everyone before being escorted off of the property by security. <laughs> oh man uh, let's see there's a little bit more there are rumors to be living comfortably on unemployment benefits the remaining dwarfs were reportedly in discussion with Snow White as 
to how they are handling the distribution of workload without their comrades. At publishing time, while the layoff dwarves were witnessed walking away singing, Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to find we work we go. Disney was rumored to now be considering selling off at least 90 of the 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> oh, man. Did I lie, you guys? That was a very <laughs> Man, they sell, like, sold off, like, they fired freaking four dwarves. And now they're considering doing, like, away 90 of the Dalmatians. Giving them only 11. Honestly, I know this is satire and it's from the Babylon Bee, but Disney should uh, really make a movie of Snow White and the three, like, three dwarves. And and then uh, another movie, Eleven Dalmatians. <laughs> and then the Babylon Bee's like, hey, look! Disney reads our stuff! Yay! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's do this Darth Vader one. That should be funny. Give me a second to pull this up, guys. Alright, here we go. Darth Vader jailed on excessive use of force. <laughs> I'm already laughing and I did not read this. After another controversial video was released showing the dark Jedi force choking a suspected Jedi Monday afternoon, Dark Lord of the Sith, Supreme Darth Vader, has been jailed on suspicion of excessive use of force. A video went viral showing Vader raising his hand in force choking a suspect before violently fighting him into a uh, like fl violently flinging him into a wall. The subject was subdued, but Vader showed no mercy. First, pushing me like metal beams in other crates towards the victim who had been accused of being a Jedi and resisting arrest under. Order 66. The brutality of the Galactic Police Force is on full display in this video here, said one activist appearing on the face the Empire, the, a popular weekly show on the Galactic News Network. <laughs> 
at this point, it's not just a few bad apples in the Empire. The problem is clearly systemic. This isn't Vader's first incident. As a workplace violence report had been filed while he was stationed on the Death Star. Claiming he had used excessive force against prisoners, enemy combatants, and even co-workers. Seemingly at the slightest provocation. Yeah, you just say one little minor quip about his religion, and he gets really aggressive, said one officer who worked with Vader. I knew something wasn't right with that guy once I saw him murder an officer for one small error. Well, that and his black suit and creepy breathing thing. The officer stuttered. Anyway, yeah, he creates a really toxic workplace. Vader is being held on a one million credit bail pending trial. <laughs> oh man, you can tell the sarcasm is is strong within this one. <laughs> oh man. No, it's not the force is strong within this one. The sarcasm is strong within this one. <laughs> Alright. Um, keeping on the theme of superheroes. This Batman one should be really funny. Let's see how this is. Pull up. The article here, folks. Expert confirms Batman, the anime series, was pinnacle of human civilization. As civilization uh, continues to decline, experts have now pinpointed the exact, human uh, exact moment humanity reached its tipping point. January 16th, 1999, when the Batman animated series ended its run. The data doesn't lie. It's the objective truth that when Kevin Conroy landed the role of Batman for the animated series in 92, that was the exact moment the human, the human civilization reached its highest aspirations in Art and culture, said Paul, uh, Polymath. Genius Conrad uh, Leopold uh, Winston from his top secret high-tech lab staff by a team of crack experts working around the clock to understand and prevent the demise of our species. Apathy will set in the humanity beginning to realize that nothing it can come up with will ever approach the glory that Batman the Animated Series we are fated to see 
civilization collapse as everyone try like stops trying. We can only look back with nostalgia. Humanity has no future. He added with a sigh. It was a banger, added fellow experts. George Cornelius uh, Gossis, while looking at Stills' frame from the show with his electron microscope. Absolutely everything lined up. Uh, wait, I scrolled too far. Sorry, folks. The show was sophisticated despite the trappings of uh, being a simple after-school cartoon that caused children to pro uh, procrastinate on their homework. Its mature tone and film noir aesthetics uh, combined with stellar orchestrated music and expert-level writing which always uh, remain faithful to the source material made Batman animated series stand out. Gordon continued to rave about the show for several minutes, fighting back on the tears of despair when Kevin Conroy brilliantly decided in, a, in the five millionth before his audition Having little prior knowledge of the character, giving to give a dual voice performance that would cue the audience into the idea of Batman was uh, authentic pain soul while billionaire Bruce Wayne was the facade that is when all the high aspirations of humanity for art and culture finally culminated into the greatest thing that humanity has ever produced. At published time, this team of experts also discovered that human civilization almost collapsed once before in the 1940s but that's the release of the Lord of the Rings in 1953 stayed off of our execution for another 40 years or so. <laughs> oh, man. And I was right. I thought I was pretty funny, too. Oh, excuse me, folks. Yawn in there. I think we have time for one more. Uh, let's see which one seems pretty interesting to me. Oh, how about this? About Whoopi Goldberg. Let's see what the Babylon Bee has to say about Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg launches new social site, Whoopi Social. <laughs> Obviously, um, making fun of true social here. Manhattan, New York. 
like famed actress and Democrat spokeswoman for The View, Whoopi Goldberg, has decided she is leaving Twitter now that Elon Musk is in control to provide a safe place for others leaving the platform. Whoopi Goldberg announced the formation of her new site, Whoopi Social. Just, just, it's just not right over there anymore. You mean anyone can just pay eight bucks and be verified now? Twitter is dying fast, said Whoopi on the new social network. That's why I'm doing something about it. Why tweet when you can whoopee? <laughs> I am putting myself out there to make whoopee happen. Whoopi Goldberg's uh, whoopee currently has 120 likes and 17 re whoopies. <laughs> Whoopi Social has been touted as a Republican-free safe space where users can expect every post to be fact-checked by other hosts of The View <laughs> and where only journalists and celebrities can be verified. Users can set up an account but providing... Proof of up-to-date COVID booster shot. <laughs> In copy of their Democrat voting record. <laughs> Sources say the launch of the news site has been an unparalleled success with seven dozen people signing up for new accounts. At publishing time, Whoopi announced that she was adding much-requested additional features to Whoopi Social, such as Doc's Conservatives button, as well as extra badges by your name for supporting the current thing. <laughs> no. I know, I know that they're joking about true social. I get it. It's freaking hilarious. And the sad part about it is they're just joking about it now. But uh, and I would not be surprised if one of these uh, tech giants decides to actually do that one day. I would not be surprised one bit. Oh, man. Guys, gals, I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And let me know, like I said, about your... with your feedback about if you... Would like to see more of this or not? Until next time, guys. Stay awesome. <laughs>